What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 56 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. This week, we want to welcome our first actual uh, couple guests on the show. It's, it's exciting. A whole bunch of new firsts. So we have Jill and Brian Bollinger from Best Trains. Um, they were at the Expo. I know we've talked about some of their stuff on the show before. Uh, so before we jump into talking with them, we have one new patron this week that we want to thank, Alan Melser. I think I pronounced his name right. That was actually an easy one compared to half the other people. So uh, welcome, Alan. If you guys want to become a patron of the show, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HOScaleCustoms. Um, and we do have one other announcement real quick. Okay. Uh, before we get started talking with Brian and Jill Bonger uh, from Best Trains, I want to talk a bit about the um, Facebook build that we're going to be doing with Kenny Crump and his uh, Casey's Workshop uh, kit that he designed for uh, this build. Um, it, it is available. It's, you can find it on his website. You can find it. Um, you can find the photos of it on our Facebook page. Um, definitely go there, check it out and order the thing. We need, we're going to start February 11th. Uh, we are going to be posting tonight. I wanted to announce that, uh, tonight we will have a list of the tools and items. We think that would be necessary to build it. Some suggestions. If you want to try uh, some other tools and such, not necessary to have them all. Uh, but we will give you a guideline to go by. Uh, so that's, that's important. It's going to be big. I think we're going to have a great time. We've got some good ideas for how we're going to present the show. We're working with Jason Jensen on this and he is, uh, excited to do this as well. He's got some amazing ideas uh, for how we can present it, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully, you all tune in and and grab the kit, sit down with us, and build it. We're not it's not about uh, pr- promoting a kit. We're, we want to show you how to build, you know, in three different ways. And uh, you know, and if you're already an experienced builder, grab it. Jump in with us, have some fun, because that's what this is about. Bottom line is having some fun, learning some new tricks. You know, maybe you'll have a couple tricks you can throw our way, and we're gonna have a good time with this. So uh, definitely uh, check out on our Facebook and on our website. We'll have the list of, of tools and supplies that you may want to pick up uh, before you put uh, any work into the kit when we sit down February 11th. That's it. Anything to add, Brett? Nope. We're ready to roll. You got it. All right. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show, Jill and Brian. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. So, uh, you guys are um, you guys are a pretty busy team, uh, and uh, and we're excited to hear how you work it out with each other. You were kind of give us a little preview uh, how you work out as a couple on working on all these things you guys do. So, I'm excited to hear this. We're, we're fascinated with that because we're a father son team here and yep. uh we you know we you know we like we love the family aspect of things it's a nice test and, of your patience sometimes but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is I mean, it's not always uh as 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 my son gets older it's it's a little easier for us to uh <laughs> yeah we're we're not you know it's uh it's not like you're working with a teenager here but it's uh it's great and, and yeah, I love the aspect that you know your husband and wife team, and you have you know best uh, trains or with a uh, um, Bollinger Edgeley uh, scale trains, which is uh, which can be found online at uh, besttrains.com. And um, yeah, I mean you have a little bit of everything. There's castings 
and uh, all kinds of castings, and we're going to get into all of that. My and favorite is the Skanky Yankee castings. <laughs> I, just like the, I just like to say the name. And, and kits and shingles and supplies and, and tools and such, and uh, a little bit of everything on, on your website. Um, and before we get into that, I, you know, you know, Brian, um, you're also a, you know a, a model railroader and a builder, and I've seen some of your work on Facebook, and it's it's a you know it's amazingly done, and uh, you know. Yeah. And how, how do you get and what's that not job? All Brian. So, sometimes I even get oh, uh, these build kits. Oh, Jill does them too. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> now, now, how how did we're going to get into how we got Jill, how you got Jill started, or how Jill got started, and. um I'm but, absolutely more interested in yeah I'm, I'm interested to hear that because I want to try and see if I can, yeah let's hear that's I want I want I want I want some tips here on how to get my wife in the basement down here with me to work on some stuff <laughs> and, and me well, too so let's get Jill talking about how she got into it with you uh, I, you know I really was um, at first it was all Brian it really is Brian but um, I decided that when we moved from Massachusetts to New Hampshire, that I wanted to have a bigger role and a bigger part. And um, I ended up working from home on the business and Brian taught me everything I know. Very cool. And now were you, um, were you kind of into the, not craft or artsy stuff but were no. you were you were you artistic or had done other things like that in the past before modeling model building no, no? okay so she used to do accounting when we like we came from we live near boston massachusetts okay and so the model train was my hobby thing and it got to a point where if she would go to a show with me she didn't like to see me spend money <laughs> so like she wasn't even allowed to go to train shows with me <laughs> and when I moved to New Hampshire, she didn't want to work for somebody else. And so she's like, can I work with you with your trains? And uh, I wasn't excited because I, I didn't know how well we would get along working together. <laughs> and uh, the first couple of years were tough. And then we separated our uh, tasks. And uh, once we did that, it was uh, all yeah. easy. Once a lot you, more fun. Once you were kind of like, okay, you do this and I'll work on that. Yeah, it became yeah. a, a. That's pretty cool. And it, and it took me some time to learn. Like you know, Brian had to teach me how to do CAD and write instructions and build. I mean, I'd never built a kit before, and so I had to. And, and you, and of course, the building part of it. You, you love that part too, and like 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 Brian and all the rest of us. Well, I you know it's funny because I love shingling the roofs oh. and usually people like well even brian will say he'll get everything done and then he'll pass it over to me and say please shingle it because oh. i find it relaxing huh so. oh that's great and i think that's what model railroading is for especially the fine scalers like we all are um it's a relaxing thing so so i was just going to ask you jill what what your favorite part of the you know of the hobby would be for you and so that would be shingling the roofs yeah, <laughs> and, and you have and you have a lot of different shingle products that we're going to get into in a little bit here uh, to choose from, which is which makes it even more exciting for you yeah. as well. So I'm sure uh, you can really you know change it up. So well, that, and that's that's it. now now on the business end of it, you your involvement is 
She does um, the. Experiment. I mean, I know you. Mm -hmm. And she does most of the shop work, running the laser, running the casting machines. Okay, I think when we were talking at the at the expo, and we did the, a small interview with you, um, that she had said that she had done some castings, uh, done a lot of the castings, casting work, which is which is pretty. Uh, I don't know anything about that part of the business. I just like to paint them. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's that's awesome. I mean, I, like I said, I think I'm a I'm a person that believes in getting your family involved in in the things that you love and, and being able to share it together. And so, that, it, whether it be the modeling end of it or the business end of it, um, obviously, it's a uh, that's a big thing for us. We love getting our kids involved. I want, I love to be able to get my wife involved. I talk; she's a very crafty person, and you you both met her at the show, yes. obviously. Yeah, and. Um, she, I think she was knitting something there. The yeah, show. she gave me one of her little scrubby things that she knitted. Ah. Oh, the pots, the pot scrubbers. Okay, yeah. yeah. Hey, I could use a couple of those actually. Let me get in touch with mom. But but I tried to talk her into doing that. And she used to we you know we shared our our hobbies in the past. I mean, I was for years and years and years. Brett and I were both Civil War reenactors. And uh, she got into that with us, and um, she made all her own dresses and everything else, and sold them online, and uh, you know sold them at stores. And we lived near Gettysburg, so she used to sell them in the stores in Gettysburg uh, to, for them to resell. And uh, so it was, yeah, men's shirts, all that. So you know, and I, so I tried to get her into modern river writing, and because she's very, you know, got a good eye, and she's good, at, you know. T talented with crafts and stuff. Well, that's not happening. So, <laughs> well, there was an incentive there to be able to not have to get a nine to five job and to work from home. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. was the initial incentive. Oh, definitely, that would be that would be a good incentive. I'd love to have that job, not to work just from home and do that. But uh, that's awesome. Now, now the casting process for you. Uh, what all is involved in that? I mean, obviously, what all do you have to do? Obviously, without giving away your trade secrets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't want it's not really a secret. No. You can look up videos on YouTube yeah. of spin casting. <laughs> but we've made a few items that are just ours, either 3D modeled or had them carved, or we've made them ourselves. But for the most part, once you have the mold, mm -hmm. um, they're 9 to 12 inches across in diameter, and they go in a machine that spins them really fast and there's an opening in the top and you pour the hot metal in it and uh the hot metal fills out all the cavities and while the metal's not all the way cold right away almost as fast as you can pour the metal you just wait a few seconds and you can open the mold and start pulling the parts out they're oh, still wow. warm you know you gotta oh, work but if, you don't have to let them sit for like five or ten minutes so it's a pretty fast casting process <laughs> compared to like resin or something and, and I will tell you that when we first decided to invent Leo from Crow River Models in uh, Rhode Island. Um, yes, I met them. They're wonderful people. Yeah, Randy, the wife, she's the wife. She's done, I mean, she did a lot of that spin casting herself. And she came in and she taught me some of her pointers and oh. how to do things. And so that was really wonderful to have someone as good as a friend as Randy to be able to come in and, and, and show me how to do it. Oh, that's great. That is, that is definitely helpful. 
And uh, when we were at the show, they were right next to you. Yes. And I was buying my castings and stuff from you. In fact, we'll get into that in a little bit. And right next to them, right next to you was them. And I just got done talking to her, and she was so sweet and everything else. And I was all set. I had had already given you guys a list of all the ones I wanted. And then I was standing over there at hers, and I'm like, man, she's got some good castings over here, too. So (laughs) so I'm, I'm like, grabbing some of them. And, uh... Well, they think a lot of our patterns, and we need new parts. So, <laughs> Leo yeah. has a ton of machines down in his basement. Oh my word! Yeah, and that's a that's... many years. We actually sometimes call them mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. Now, they call they they yell out the kids are calling. <laughs> that's a good resource to have, though, uh, where you guys can kind of help each other out like that. Hmm. I find most of the model railroad community is nice to each other. Right. Oh, yeah. I, and I saw that camaraderie with all of the vendors there. Because you consider that when you go there. Everybody's competing. You know, you yeah. got kits. You guys have kits. Uh, Kenny Crump had kits. And you have, um, you know, Jimmy and Doug. And, uh, you know, everybody's got their, uh, you know, Everybody's got their hands in it. And, uh, and you're all co- technically competing against each other. And I'm there as a... As, you know, we're an information, you know, you know, podcast broadcasting, and and that's what we do is you know helping the community grow. But it, you know, so we don't have a product other than ourselves. And but I'm watching and I'm observing. You guys are all trying to sell. I'm standing there watching and observing and interviewing, and everybody there gets along. They're all buds. Yeah. I mean, anyway, there's a little now. bit of competition, but it's probably not as much as you think. Right. Because, right. you know, we're the primary or we're uh, uh, the primary source for prototype models. Yeah. Uh, Randy and Leo from Crow River, they have all these wenches and gears. Like, each person kind of has their niche. Mm-hmm. And so, if you know what you, you're looking for, there's probably a manufacturer that makes it. And there's, there might be a couple people, but it, it's not uncommon for us to call each other and go, hey, what are you doing? I just want to make sure I'm not, we're not duplicating efforts. Right. Right. Right, and, and, and that's super cool. I mean, uh, I noticed as soon as those doors shut at the expo for the you know the end of the night, I went out to the lobby, and everybody is up there. And they're all, everybody's getting along and joking and clowning and having maybe a beer or two or whatever they were drinking. And, um, you know, and, and it was it was a great time. It, it, you know, uh, everybody is... You know, respectful of the others. I think that's what would be the word. Yeah, we've, we've had time where our, where our lasers have been down, and uh, like Bill Banta from Banta Model Works, you know, mm-hmm. he's letting us use his lasers. So you know, not we're not just a competitor, but then we're over at his house running our files. So we, <laughs> you know, so everyone helps each other when someone's going through a rough patch. Yeah. Okay. Well, now Brian, Brian, how how long have you been monitoring yourself? Um. I actually don't have a layout because I just do the kits. So, mm-hmm. but about twenty years, and and for the most part, the only kits I've ever built are mine. Oh wow! Oh, wow. And what That's what cool. got you into the kit building? I mean, since you don't do a layout, I mean, and you um, build kits, what was it that sparked you and said, "Hey, you know what? This is what I wanted twenty years ago." So I used to belong to the South Shore Model Railroad Club, which is now in Hingham, Massachusetts, uh, which has a really big layout, and. Um, I bought a kit to build from Sheepscots. It was their signal tower. And the cover of the box, it was one of the older kits. It looked really great. And I opened it up, and it was like 
a couple sheets of Xerox instructions and nothing was cut. Like here's like, you know, a piece of wood with siding. There was a whole piece of wood, you know? And I was like, well, <laughs> I thought stuff was going to be laser cut by now. And, um, yeah. you know, I just didn't kind of understand. And so I thought, uh, you know, I could probably do better than that. So my first kit was a signal tower. Um, just for myself. I mean, I, I didn't originally plan on like doing it. I did that by my, for myself. A couple guys at the train club wanted one, so I made a few more. Um, at the time, my wife and I were about to build our first house. My dad was a contractor, so we've been saving our money. So I built the model of what I thought my house was going to be, and a couple guys again said, "Hey, I'll take a couple sets of those." And then a train club asked if we could do a different train club, if we could do a model of their station, and so about three or four kits into it you know they didn't have instructions they were just parts um i just figured well if i'm going to do all this anyways i might as well get paid for it and then i decided to start making kits oh that's that's all now and that's great and your kits i notice are if you go to the website and you look at them we'll get into them in a moment but um is a lot of pro it's almost all prototype and mm -hmm. I, I love that because i built two different prototypes myself uh one of a uh building in Annapolis this year and the year before I did a, uh, a main lighthouse. What was that? Um, I forget the name of that lighthouse. Yeah. It's the one furthest North. It's a big, beautiful white uh, oh, wow. building. And uh, anyways, it's the one furthest North in, in Maine. Uh, and it's, you know, just gorgeous. So I built that came out quad K or something like that. I don't know what it was. And <laughs> and um I even went to the library, looked it all up. I found the, the schematics for it online, uh the actual the original blueprint drawings. Was it West uh, for, West that's cool. The West Quaddy Head. Qu yes. Yeah, West Quaddy Headlight. Yeah, yeah. And I and I did that one. That's what it Thanks, was. Thanks, Google. And uh <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> and um, and I and I had a ball doing them, and and I'm gonna try and do one like every year. I love doing uh, one. All your kits or prototype because a lot of them aren't. You know, I mean, there's a um, couple. You, you know, your normal. You, you get a lot of you know ones that people just slap together. Not that they just slap them together. They're very well thought out on a lot of these kits. Yeah, but but um. Yeah, there's not a ton of them that are actual prototype, you know, uh -huh. um, and and yours are a lot of prototype, if not all, which is really cool. So now, what was your now? Obviously, you your what was the kits that you when you started building kits that were laser cut? Which ones did you cut your teeth on? Um, so the first couple I did. You know, I say I did because I put them out, but really I outsourced the CAD work and the laser and I just got the pieces. And we were using a company called Precision Lasercraft okay. in Agawam, which we eventually purchased when he retired. Oh, and wow. uh, I don't know, some of the let – me, let me open up my website while I'm talking. I probably should have had that. <laughs> I mean, I cut my teeth on Campbell's, you know, yep. and um, that's you know, years and years ago, 30 – some years ago i mean well mine would have been my own because that's that's all i've ever done really yeah so i built mine and if they came out bad i just redid the cad work and kept going until you're happy with them yeah yeah oh that's great now um go ahead Bert. well i was gonna say i wanted to kind of get into um once we talk about uh your first couple kits here 
kind of the inspiration between uh, the inspiration behind uh, some of your more unique castings. I I I, I like. Uh, I like a lot of your casting. I mean, when you when we were at the show two years ago, that's when I was there last. I just remember seeing the number of castings that you had, and it was just mind blowing. So, how, how many do you have, Jill? Five hundred and ten, and then about uh, twenty three of the Skinky Yankees. Okay, and then some O scale. Oh I my word! Started checking out O scale. Yeah, there's a there's oh just a, a ton. So once we get. Once, once, um, Brian kind of finds his, uh, yeah, I got, I got some stuff. Well, so what was your first ones that you remember just getting your feet wet with? So the first few I did were kind of like just squares, but by kit four, which was all Bay train station, it had like a section where the train could go underneath it. Oh, cool. I think the model all the way built up was like three or four feet long. I don't know. So it came in three sections, like the train station, the covered shed, and then the the freight house. Nice. And that's probably the first one that I did most of the work on by myself without help from somebody. Um, and I used to – my parents had a cabin up your office. So even the, – the station itself burned down like 1906 or 1907, so I never saw it. Did but I... because I spent so much time in Alton Bay as a kid, I thought it was kind of cool to be able to build something from where I spent my summers. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And the train goes under it. So um, now is that – if you have any old-time engines or old-time rolling stock, it doesn't have a problem fitting underneath it. Any modern stuff won't. So your other options oh, wow. are just to put some, put a foundation on the building and raise it a little bit. Then that would work if you wanted to use it that way. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You could even put. Yeah. A, you could even do uh, if you had a more modern layout. You could even do a dummy track where it's kind of. Yeah. You know, it's not going to run, but it just goes underneath it. I think at some point there's pictures where they kind of stub tracked it right before the building. So I don't know if something ran into it or if they finally figured it out. (laughs) Very cool. That's that's great. Now, um, on, do you, do you do custom work for people? Like if they call you and say, Hey, I want you. Oh yeah, absolutely. I need to build. Okay. Oh, that's great. Now. And I noticed on your website, you had a gallery, uh, some of the models that you've built and it looks like you have some that are in museums. Uh, we did some stuff for, um, man, oh, Anderson County Museum down in um, South Carolina. South Carolina, I think it was. Okay. Um, there's a few that are in like town halls or historical societies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the museum works a little harder to come by. I'm sure it's uh, it's not as uh, they're not every day. There's not someone knocking on your door for. Their museum dioramas. That's probably pretty tough yeah. to find. Uh, we outdo uh, some work for the American Museum of Natural History in New York. Oh, cool! But we were not allowed to say what it was because someone else got credit for it. Ah, <laughs> like someone else got hired to do it, and they subcontracted it out to us. Oh my gosh! So, so we have done now some, that the, the some photo stuff. in your in your. That's kind of I'm a sorry. bummer too, because you're kind of like you know, you know what. You know the story behind it, and you're like, ah, I can't, I can't really. Yeah, well, they paid us really well, so it's not too much of a okay. bummer. All right, well, that, you know, a little money always helps the pain a little go yeah. away. <laughs> I'm happy to say, I one, of, one of the photos I saw of your, one of the photos I saw of your in your gallery was a, a it looks like a really, really long train station, and it, I thought it said it was in Arizona. Is there one in Arizona? Um, let's see. 
A really <laughs> he's long. He's built so many he can't remember. I all the stuff I've done from Arizona was like around Wickenburg and stuff because I did some stuff for a museum in Wickenburg. Is he talking about the lumber mm-hmm. mill? We, there, I did a lumber mill from Woodstock, New Hampshire, that was about eight or nine feet tall. Oh my gosh, I saw that. You have a video on that thing. Yeah, yes. we, we ended up. So I just shot some home footage of that being put together, and I asked a, a friend to like, can you edit this into like a ten minute video? And he came over to the garage and saw it before we shipped it out, and he was like, dude, you need to make a documentary. So the, <laughs> the process of that video was like interviewing people and publishers, and we were the first person to digitize old reel-to-reel film into high definition for that black and white footage we used and stuff. That was a lot of fun. It's amazing, by the that's, way. That's on the on the on your website on the on display. You have a real long train station as a photo at the top of the page. Oh, that's the Alton Bay Station, probably. Let me go on the website. That's, that's, the, that's in the town hall in the lobby of Alton in New Hampshire. Okay, okay. Well, it was actually beautiful. Oh my word! Um, now, um, yeah, yeah, that that one's in. Uh, that's the Alton Bay train station I was talking about. That was like my first model that I kind of did all myself. Uh, that's, that's so beautiful. Um, and like I said, I, I've seen your work before. It's just absolutely, really wonderful. Now the the lumber mill. That's um, how how long did it take you to build that thing? Uh <laughs> <laughs> I hear laughing. I'm say six to yeah. nine months. I'm not really sure. Oh my word! I would go nuts. You weren't working on it like 24 hours a day or anything. We'd work on it for a few weeks and then do other stuff. And yeah, it kind of had a flexible deadline. Okay. Okay. Um, very cool. But I, and I did use Jim Har. He used to be Stella Scale Models, but uh, now he's just doing some stuff on his own. Is that I think it's Benchmark Model Works. I'm not sure, but. I helped with some of the CAD work on that because Jim had gone to school for architectural modeling. So not that I couldn't have done it by myself, but he was able to do a better job. Yeah. Well, now let's get to Brett was saying about the castings. Yeah. So let's get on that because I I have a catalog, which you had at the show, uh, for Peter Castings. And, um, you know, we're talking – it's a really cool thing. It's just like your website is the same way. It's like your website. You have color photographs on your website of the castings. And most of the other websites that you go to that have castings, uh, show them unpainted, show them or it's like a, know, in the black worst, and white worst, or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, the worst of them, the worst is when you try to order castings or you try to get castings from a company and it's like that. It's not even It's not even grayscale. It's like a, a pure... Ooh, actual black and white photo right not grayscale it's it's almost like a sketch of a casting and you're like that i know it's not going to look like that i won't name them and there's website shows you like five castings at a time terrible it's awful we both know who we're talking about we just won't yeah (laughs) we won't bring them up but uh yeah i i I, I'm all struck by your castings, and uh, I know my dad's picked a bunch of them up. We have a few down here that we've worked on at our layout here in the basement, and uh, I kind of just wanted to rattle off some some questions about, you know, <laughs> what what your inspiration for these castings are, or some of them are so unique, and, and uh, I've I've not seen them obviously anywhere else because some of them are just off the, some of them are kind of off the wall and which what it makes it kind of fun too. So <laughs> I kind of want to hear the story about it and, uh, and kind of just hear how you guys 
come up with some of these ideas because some of them are pretty cool. Some of them are fun. You can't find some of this stuff. The bananas? I mean, like, who has a casting of bananas? The yeah, ba- or, uh, I bought the hanging tuna. <laughs> I had yeah. to have... So we, do a, we do a big waterfront. We have a 16-foot waterfront. We've so, probably done 100 or so castings that are ours, and the rest are come from companies that we've bought as they're going out of oh, business. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. So okay. the bananas, like I... Um, there was a, a a company called Colonial Custom Castings in Hamel, Mass. Okay, and they used to do a lot of George Delios's earlier castings, and they started doing some of their, their other stuff. And they did a lot for Sheets Got Models up in Maine, also. And so when we uh, purchased their molds, we got a lot of that stuff. Gotcha. Um, you know, and and sometimes, like I know he had a reputation for copying people's stuff, so. Uh, once in a while, we get it something we sell that's not ours, but we've done a really good job at finding the people who own stuff and making sure we're not selling stuff that's not ours. Right? Yeah, you make good on like, hey, well, yeah. we'll take that down or do you know make make sure you're not stepping on someone else's territory. And then, uh, even a couple years ago, we did manage to get Dyna models, which I was really excited about. He has amazing animals. Yeah, so we got like hundreds of molds that were all like just his with brass masters and I saw the uh, uh, the pigs. Is that one of his? Yeah. Yeah. Those are nice. I mean, well, they're pigs. But those are nice pigs. But <laughs> they uh they they're they're very detailed. Yeah, his cows too. He's got a set of cows that have just always been. I, I almost call it historical because Dynamo oh, has been. Oh man! They started right after. Time. Yeah, they started right after World War II, making airplane parts. Him and his dad. The hanging meat one, Dad. I was looking at that. We got to get now. the hanging Isn't that meat weird? one. Yeah, he had a butcher shop, but he came with all the interiors. So he, you know, they would do a kit, and then they would make all their own castings to go in it. We... I used to have that. I don't know where it ever got to. I had the trays of meat <laughs> and the hanging meat, okay. and I made a deli. This is years ago, before when I first got into it, and uh, and I don't know where it's got where it got to. I think your Brett, your grandmother. Dumped it. I don't know what she did with it. Put it at the yard and, sale. Uh, I was living at home at the time. It was before I got married. Anyhow, um, yeah, I don't, ah, well, I don't know. It, it'll go good. Anyhow. We have a deli. I mean, we have a we have a we have a place called Chuck's Meats. Uh, we yeah. named it after my grandfather. But uh, he works in that business. That'll go. That'll go pretty pretty good with Chuck's Meats. Yeah, we'll have to pick I mean, that up. It's, it's but really really unique. You guys stuff, have you, ha- you have some pretty neat things on there. And now I really want to get in. <clears throat> into what I'm more interested about and that is the uh that is the other casting line that you have here on your website the skanky yankee castings I want to hear the inspiration be- Brett loves behind the inspiration it stuff. totally started out as a joke um I can it's, we were it's, at one of the yeah one of the narrow gauge train conventions with Mike and Corey from Wild West Models and it was probably like I don't know one or two in the morning and we were up late and being silly about like hey what if we came out with some people that nobody else had like you know, <laughs> peeing or pooping or pregnant teenagers whatever <laughs> i think i think now a few other people have done some stuff but at the time no these um, are these are these, these are these top at all i mean like and bar yeah, fighters i mean there's bar fighters this is yeah. great everybody's got a bar on the yeah, layout well that's what we were thinking you know? like people have all these bar kits but they don't have people throwing up in the dumpster or the yeah. trash like <laughs> so we're like well let's just make people to go with all the kits that already exist and since we're from the north and we're yankees and the people who are going to be like inappropriate we're like well let's just call them the skanky yankees i love and, it uh, 
it was more of a joke, but then the more I thought about it, I got home and I was like, we should probably really do that. And so we did. It's a uh... standing puker and a kneeling puker. <laughs> yeah, if you have like a HO toilet, that person will yep. fit the height of a toilet. I, yes. I just think it's such a it's such a unique thing and <laughs> and like you said, you can almost squeeze any of these castings into any kind of swanky, yeah. like not not dumpy area on your layout, but if you have kind of like we have We've joked about it before. We must have six bars for our layout because every kit, every manufacturer's got a bar, and we bought a bunch of them. Right. Yeah, somebody sent me a picture of the guy peeing, and they had used a piece of fiber optic and painted it. Oh my like, gosh, yellow. <laughs> and so, like, if you look behind his bar, there's a guy peeing on the dumpster. And that's amazing. I uh, <laughs> you could even use like a you could probably use even like a piece of uh, like I have yellow filament from uh, fishing line. You could probably oh use. man, no, 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 oh, no, yeah. no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> but um, no, but it's, but it's but it is cool and it's unique. So I I was just I like your back. I like the, people is awesome. I like the backstory behind it because it's kind of just like you guys were just sitting around one night joking about something and you actually turned it into a product that it's 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 not you know. No one's gonna do that. I mean, you like you said, some other people have done similar things, but this is too new, too unique, and it just kind of adds a little bit of a personality to to what you do. Now, two years ago, uh, uh, first before I tell the story, Jill, what are some of your favorite castings? You're, since you're the one that casts these things, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh... <laughs> I actually just from our regular line, it it was like a. a oil drum with sticks coming out of it for some reason that mm-hmm. that always was my favorite one but out of the skanky yankees i i really do like grumpy uh, granny because <laughs> we we had a um a cartoon character drawn and it looks just like brian's grandma oh my goodness oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I don't know. I had, this not on my website, but somewhere I posted a picture of my grandmother next to the cartoon. And when I hired the artist to do the cartoon, like I didn't ever tell him about my grandma. No. It was just a coincidence <laughs> that it ended up looking like her. Oh, that's that's awesome. Definitely my favorite. That's, oh, that's too cool. So cool. Yeah. We were doing the pregnant teenager. Mm-hmm. The the gentleman who was carving it when he first showed me a picture of it, I kept saying. Uh, no, she's about to deliver. She's too low. You got to bring that baby up higher. (laughs) We had a lot of fun as he was creating and carving these figures that we were able to kind of bring them to life a little bit more. And and you also, you on your castings, and we talked about the people and we talked about the animals, but one one striking animal um, that I found with your your castings that that nobody really... is your dogs nobody really touches it like you do you you have uh, i think seven different kinds of dogs yeah most of those are probably from dyna models okay well it's you know but you know i don't care where they come from yeah they're yours now right okay (laughs) so you're the ones that have them and that's that's awesome this is where i would go and when i was there i did i did get some dogs from you but it's um you know they you have all these different. There's a there's a dog. I got the leaky dog two years ago. Yep, yeah. and uh, I love that one. But um, you know, yeah, and that's that's a dog lifting his leg at, at a fire hydrant or a telephone pole or whatever you put him a tree. Anyhow, um, but you have yeah things we talked about, and I think 
I love the Skanky Yankees, but and I know that's Brett's favorite thing on this. But for <laughs> me, it's the uniqueness because you know I used you know, things I like to put on my diorama or on the layout when I fully detail it out. I love to. I'm like Jay, uh, Jason Jensen does it too. Um, we try and put as many castings into something as we can, and uh, you know, and bring it to life. And that's what castings do. Yeah, um, absolutely. I right. mean, when you look at a, a diorama that you know has a couple castings, you're like, oh, cool. But when you see one that has a lot, and you're looking at all the details, I mean, even down to that little tiny pigeon, you know, and then making poop coming down on the side of the the wharf pole, yeah. you know, like that just, it, it brings it to life. <laughs> right. It, it does. I mean, and, and it's not like, you know, some of these castings that I get with a kit are barrels and crates and barrels and crates. And how many can you have? I mean, really? I mean, it's, it seems to be that in parking meters and electrical uh, um, boxes on the, for the side of a building, uh, a fan maybe, but you know, it's the same kinds of castings in a lot of these kits over and over. Whereas here, it doesn't cost you much. These are, uh, you know, they're they're four ninety nine or four. Was that what they are? Four ninety nine or mm-hmm. four ninety five? Okay, and and it, you get and a lot of them. You get several with them. Like I, I bought toilets from you, and um, <laughs> I had I had three of them, and I used one of them, and I sat it out in the middle of this open field. Uh, in the tall grass, because <laughs> sometimes you walk through an open field and you'll find somebody discarded a toilet somewhere. I've seen it, okay, or a bathtub, you know. And, and you know, these are these are kinds of castings that are that are truly unique. Where if you look through the catalog or if you go online, um, is you'll you'll be able to find something a water heater. I mean, if you're gonna put junk out, don't just put your barrels and piles of scrap metal and stuff like that put a water heater in the middle of that thing okay (laughs) and then and then you will take that you will take that pile of junk to a whole new level because it's you're rarely going to see a water heater in somebody's thing and if if you have a street scene one of the and i'm going to get off of the castings and let people go look at them themselves (laughs) and uh but one of my favorites, uh, and I didn't pick it up, and I'm going to have to order it from you guys, and which I'll probably do here soon, um, is the sh- Street Cleaners Can. And we modeled the 1930s and 40s, yeah. and uh, we do a, a urban scenery or big city scenes. <laughs> and um, we, I, that's something you would have seen all the time at, on the street. And you don't see that anywhere on anybody's layouts and i like this is this is awesome yeah so I, i'm gonna stop gushing over it and uh, <laughs> we'll move on a little bit but but you know it, it that my story was and i don't want to take your time away because you're our guest but two years ago we went to altoona and i was looking for that lighthouse i told you i built that i couldn't remember the name of and um we uh i wanted some seagulls okay I, and I couldn't find seagulls online, so I tried to make my own out of sculpy scal- material. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now there's a T-shirt out with sculpy the seagull, and uh, in fact, uh, Dave Cruzwick was wearing it at the show. <laughs> but um, the uh, it, and I came to you guys, and I I bought a whole mess of seagulls from you guys, and it was and I was and it was so wonderful to finally have somebody that had. 
it's a, not a like you have a seagull that's to the right scale because um, we've looked for yes. birds. We've looked for birds elsewhere, and it would have ended up looking like a pterodactyl because sometimes <laughs> they cast birds. Other casts of birds are mm-hmm. way too big. Like right, they're yeah. monstrous birds, um, and you get twelve of them for five bucks. <laughs> and, and there are some that sell them. There's some other sites that do have some seagulls, but you only get like three or four, and you pay ten bucks. So here you get for for half that, you're getting three times as many. You know, and and I find that just your prices are great. Uh, you know, you're in the ballpark for everything like that. I was so happy as one of the, uh, all the kits and things I walked out of that expo with the. The thing that made me happiest was finding the packs of seagulls. You know, I got back to the hotel room and Lisa was kind of laughing at me because I was all excited because I found seagulls. But <laughs> I, somebody asking me, "How do you paint them? They're so small." I'm like, "Oh, they're the easiest thing to paint because I just yeah throw. I, I mean, I'm not even fancy about it. You know, just yeah. throwing the white paint on it and just like, oh, let me just do a little touch of black and a little gray and yeah, it's done. You know." Now what is small? It's probably the quickest to thing to paint. The pigeons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my word! I have those pigeons, and I'm trying to paint them. And I'm. I think you just gotta give them I gray. Just, I think I. I pretty much like just kind of roll them in the paint. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be fancy. No, not at all. <laughs> so but if you get a chance, people uh, that are listening. Go to uh, besttrains.com and check out all their castings and, and the things that we're talking about. But definitely check out all the castings. I think you will sit there and go, oh, my gosh, I have to have that. I have to have that. I have to have that. And uh, that's what I did at the show. I made, I had their brochure, which is four pages uh, front and back of all color photographs of their castings. I circled every one of them, went over to Jill and handed it to her. I said, could you get all these ready for me while I'm running around here interviewing people? And she did. And uh, it was, it was great. Um, yeah, you were a huge help, by the way, on that. So, oh, wonderful. And, uh, <laughs> so but, um, I kind of want to. I kind of wanted to. We talked a little bit before earlier, and I'm gonna. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna abruptly switch topics here. Um, but I wanted to ask uh, more on the modeling side because I know you said you don't. You guys don't have a layout, which is fine. Most actually, it's funnier. Most of the people that we talk to that that do great modeling or do things like you guys are doing actually don't have a layout. They just build dioramas or they build models uh, and then they're on to the next model. So I'm sure that's how most of your stuff is. Um, Is there, is there something that you guys remember in the past that you've done or that you do on a recurring basis? That's like the most fun thing that you build or is the most enjoyable thing that you guys work on. And, and, and I'm kind of interested to hear like what the most, uh, mo- what, what you guys get the, the most, most pleasure out of is trying to gather information to make the model. So the history side of it. Yeah. So the history, but like, uh, the kit number 1028, which is like a lobster shack from Rockport, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So if you live in new England, like there's no new England calendars that don't have this building on it. So it's pretty iconic for the area. And I don't know what made us think it was a good idea to measure it in February, but we tried to. <laughs> um, so February in, in you know Boston Harbor or, or near there, 
you know, on the waterfront. It was freezing. It was freezing. So we're out there with a tape measure. The ink and the pen keeps freezing. We couldn't write anything down. <laughs> uh, you know, the camera's barely taking pictures. I don't know. It had to be, like, close to zero or below. And uh, we get home, and I draw up. I start drawing up the Cadworks, and one of my friends goes, you know, the blueprints are online for free. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh, then that oh that oh that would be insane. You know, I would like be that. so sad. Yeah, but you know what though? Then then you didn't get out to go do it and have that story of uh, yeah of suffering in the cold. <laughs> My wife doesn't really like um, getting dirty. Like some people, some people don't mind getting dirty. They come home and they wash off. Jill doesn't like to get dirty, and we were in Arizona. <laughs> measuring some buildings and i'd be like here take the pole and go stand next to the building and she's like there's a bush next to the building i'm like well, just push it out of your way she's like there's dust on the bush you know? <laughs> i don't like getting dirty you know you put me anywhere that might have a spider next to it forget oh man it. you spiders and snakes i i can't do spiders and snakes i'll be in the car <laughs> yeah, but but I will tell you though we after we got done building the Bradley war the this um, whatever you want to call it the the wharf scene we brought it back to Rockport and we stood at a perfect angle and got the best picture and you look at it and everyone is like wait a minute is that the model or is that the real building oh man and to me that was probably just a, a Kind of, what do I want to yeah, say? Yeah, the, the uh, picture on the website is that model in its home setting, but there's no photoshopping. Like that's that's Jill's model water, which faded seamlessly into the water of the real ocean. Yeah, I, I was proud of it. You know, I, I, yeah, it was it was awesome to be able to have someone say, "Wait a minute, is that the real thing or the model?" <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah. So you guys actually like the the process of uh, of like going out and and kind of finding the building and making it and and, and talking to people if they know the history of it that yeah. kind of stuff. Go, and then going. What's cool is there's a bunch of I've seen some photos here of you guys going back out later and taking a photo of the finished building next to oh, yeah. your model. I think I think you have one online I saw of um like a little firehouse. I think I've seen that. Somewhere oh yeah. Uh, so you do. It is kind of cool to bring it back out and have it next to the real building because it it's it's amazing how realistic you can make things like that, and it's cool to put them next to each other. Um, uh, and if you actually, if you guys don't mind, would you mind sending me the photo of that wharf, and we'll put it kind of as our um, our our feature photo. Well, yeah, we'll do it like for the episode's feature photo. If you don't care, sure, cool, we'll do Bro, that. What's your best selling kit? Um, it's, I don't know. The clam box. Because we had like a, well, yeah, I mean, stuff that was limited edition. There's a few of those that got sold out quick. Um, that is truly unique. Yeah. We, I mean, we used to do a lot more with youth and model railroad and every couple of years we'd sponsor a contest. And if a kid, the kid would design a kit, which basically meant they would take a picture of it and then draw something on a piece of graph paper. <laughs> and when we saw like, a building that actually looked like a takeout box. I was like, Oh, we got to do that one. <laughs> I'm like, you know, who'd have thought of that? Right. Exactly. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Your, your, your kits are, it, there is a little bit of everything in all different types. Uh, I see some Victorian, I see some colonial design. 
um, we're history freaks, so we notice these things. And um, the oldest um, ones, Brian had a really good time in Arizona, in Bodie, California. Which one was that again? Like the Bodie, uh, there's oh, the Bodie yeah. Church, um, some of the other buildings, but a couple from uh, Wickenburg, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, stuff. I don't really know why, but since I'm from I'm Massachusetts, but. <laughs> I'm like, oh, another cowboy building. I'll do that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like the old, a... the old West stuff. I, we we're cap- I'm I'm captivated by that kind of thing. I mean, that's not our, it's not our, it's not our. But there's what, a big market for but... it. Yeah, and we try and do like a little bit of everything. You know, for a while, like every time I did a New England kit, somebody was like from out west. They'd be like, oh, looks like you're not doing any more Western buildings. And then you do a Western building, and someone from New England's like, oh, I guess you're not doing New England buildings. Yeah. You know, so oh, wow. We had that. We had that uh, on our podcast as well. We had a couple of people that were wondering, like everyone that we're talking to is in the Northeast. It seemed like, and we kind of had to reach out and get some people from other areas. But it just, it, I, I think, I feel like your where you guys are and and the New England area is just is packed full of so many big names. Uh, it ends up feeling like it, for a while it felt like everyone was from New England. Uh, so we were running into the same thing. <laughs> I love the little marble station uh, from Maine. Oh yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And, and that's is that a so that's um, a resin kit. It's a resin kit. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's so cool. So you could paint that up and really do the stonework on that. Oh my. Definitely. Yeah, I like that. I love those little towers and stuff on stations. And then the Thomas Point Lighthouse. Uh, it's one of my favorite lighthouses. And it's such a beautiful mo- looking model here. Oh, my word. So, And that's a, those are things you, you have on hand or... Um, most of the stuff, oh, the, yeah, no, that's Nubble Light. Oh. I'm trying to look through my pictures. I know the Thomas Point's the one that's, like, up on stilts. Yeah, it's yeah. the Maryland In one. The water. So any of the kits that are made out of wood we, we have or we can produce. Uh, the resin ones, um, are now, the, the molds are with Motrac models, so mm-hmm. they can be ordered from Motrac. Right. Uh, okay. the kits are kind of in transition, so they bought the company, but they haven't been able to produce the kits as fast as they wanted to so we're kind of helping them out by by some of the stuff they bought we're still selling it and then we just give them a cut of the sales right now here here's something that i i one of the kits that i found that i that i i like the most and it, it may say, seem really ridiculous because um but it is it's a very because it's simple looking and um and that is the fish market and boat launch uh from gloucester I and love um yeah, it is beautiful, and um, I love the. It's definitely all New England. And yeah. one of the cool things that features I see on it is the uh, the door, the roof and the door, the escape roof or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, it's a ventilation roof. And we talked about this with Dave Freire on uh, on our podcast uh, a couple months back, and we had him on as a guest, and we talked about. Um, I noticed with a lot of his designs, he does a lot of New England buildings. Uh, he puts a lot of those on the roof, and you don't see a lot of kit companies that are from the New England area do that. And you do, and that's so cool. Well, and, I do prototype. You know, that was a thing where I was probably at an antique show or a flea market. I remember seeing the picture for ten bucks, <laughs> and I bought it, and I kind of shelved it, and I'm like, that might be a good kit. And then somewhere else, I came across a second picture from another angle, and I'm like, you know, what are the odds of that? So, oh, I see him right here. Yeah. yeah. So 
at some point, I'm like, well, I only have to guess one side now, so I'll just go ahead and make a kid out of it. Yeah, well, <laughs> when we had Dave on, Dave talked on and on about those, those doors in the roof. And uh, it was like, well, that was the longest show we ever had. It almost went two hours. And uh, <laughs> we could, he, uh, yeah, we, he just kept talking. It was great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was fascinating. It's like it's like having uh, – When you have someone like Dave on the show, oh, you yeah. just got to let him roll. You just got to let, oh, yeah. let him let him talk. <laughs> but – um, yeah, that's so cool. That you, these kits, uh, I love. I'm a prototype guy, and I'm loving prototype buildings. I mean, they're just amazing. If, if you, the people listening, um, they, you've got to go to the website. You got to roll through and check out these beautiful, beautiful kits. Um, they're really, really cool and just absolutely gorgeous. Some big, big stations. Oh, here's that station, the Alton Bay station that I talked about earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're gushing here. Your stuff's amazing. <laughs> and uh, now, you, you know, you, now, you, we do all, you do all the kits. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, now, you do also do um, – we touched on it briefly earlier. You you do custom work still for people, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so you're available for custom work. What's the what's the normal process with that? Is it, um, it, it you know, people can reach out? Do they have to provide you the pictures and everything or, or... – uh, we we'll do anything. So we've worked anywhere. Some we've had blueprints that we worked from for like the person who did a ton of research to, we've had just people call us on the phone and say, I kind of want a building that looks like this about this size. Okay. Uh, it, it was a store and they're like, you know, so keep it under this cost. And so, you know, we just work from a description. Right. Um, you know, if you're doing a prototype thing, the more you can provide, the more accurate it can be. But I've worked from sketches on napkins to photographs to just, people trying to verbally tell me of course yeah. that's the most difficult but so you've gone from everything <laughs> you've gone from everything from interpreting what they're envisioning in their head just over the yeah. phone to I working mean, off of a full on full out almost a blueprint then yeah i mean sometimes someone gives us a photo of a building and it's like only one or two sides so we have to guess the back but you know whatever okay I guess there's no other pictures showing no one's going to know that i'm right or wrong right right and now and, well, ahead, I was just gonna say, and and you um and you do continually do that. So if if anyone is interested in seeing that, they can always check out uh, your custom work on your site. So that's it. That's just I just wanted to kind of touch yeah. on that real quick. Well, one of the things that we need to talk about today, and that, I don't know if it, if it, if Jill's the person to talk to about this, um, but it's probably one of our favorite things. Is one of the things that we are into the most as milers for Brett and I is our roofs. We love roofs. Yeah. Any type of you know different styles of roofing and one of the biggest things I've seen that you guys have us all at the show. Uh, you guys introduced when well, you introduced this product to me there uh, is your shingles, and it, it's a ton of shingle material and everything you can imagine. So can you? Got one of you to explain that for me, or what, I'll what, start what? a little bit and then I'll pass it off to Jill. But we, when we bought Precision Lasercraft, they had a few kinds of shingles, and then as our kit line went on, as we needed stuff, we would just make more. Or we have customers will come up at a show and just say, "Hey, I need asphalt shingles. Can you make those?" So we just make them and add them to our product line. So uh, you know, I'll design them, but basically, I try and go to a manufacturer's website and get the specs, and then you know make so they're accurate um and jill puts them on the shingles and then i'll weather them up but she can tell you about putting them on because that's like that's not my thing well i mean the nice thing is is you know we we 
have, you know, you get a sheet that has the laser cut shingles on them that have the adhesive backing. So it's a peel and stick. Um, That's great. And and because we are trying to, you know, be prototype and make it look as real as possible, it's like actually shingling a roof like you would a real roof, you know, row by row kind of thing, which I think just makes it look more real. Oh, yeah. Um, it, but it's time consuming because you're, you know, you're cutting each strip and you're peeling off the back and you're, you know, I do have guides that sometimes I'll put on a roof, especially if it's a longer roof to make sure that it yeah. stays straight. Um, I always use your guides. We can tell the people that don't, but we don't say anything to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I've been, you know, I've been shingling buildings for like 12 years now. So, you know, I, I can do it much quicker and my eyes are you know, I, I just kind of have a, a routine that I'm I'm used to, you know. Sure. Uh, but it is nice because that peel and stick, it's it's not like you have a little bit of wiggle room so that you can use, you know, your finger or your, you know, your, I use a decal scissors. I absolutely love my decal scissors that help just kind of cut the strips into the different lengths to make sure that you have... Um, no seam lines at all and right um we've done we've we've had some really fun weathering techniques that we've used uh we used because they're paper so you can use some you know paint but i like to do uh stains stains work really well to just give it some color sure and then brian is amazing at chalking it using weathering chalk Mm -hmm. to just make that final touch of making that roof look so real oh yeah yeah and and, and your roof your roofing material that you have it's it's i'm just i have it here in front of me and it and i saw it there you you were showing it to me you have diamond standard tab shakes staggered shakes slate rolled tar paper fish scales asbestos as octagon as best i don't know what uh, as best it's 18 inches Yep, everything. Yeah, and then and of course all in the, in the ten different colors. Yeah, I think yeah. There's like a little picture on the website of some of the styles, but we actually have more styles than we show. Yeah, and there's a bigger list down below. It's got you got fish scales and uh, staggered. Oh my word! This is it. Just goes on and on. Um, now and, and then the other thing is, it's not just HO scale. It's O. You have O scale. O scale and N scale. O scale, N scale. So, oh, man. you know, and it's it's everything, which is awesome. I mean, yeah, that, that this is this is a for us, it's a dream. And one of the things about your your models are you know, anybody that makes a model, and and you're one of the things that your eyes attract you right away um, on, when you're looking at a at a structure is is its roof. I mean, it 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 makes or breaks a, a kit in my book. Um, and how it's not only how it's weathered on it, but which is, you know, for us, we love the weather, the roof, but, yep. um, the, um, but how it's applied and, you know, the, the, the design and style and you have all this. And the heat's just really good. Like the models that I built 20 years ago, the roofs are on just as strong as the day I put them on. Oh, that's, that's sweet. So I've seen, you know, you know, a couple other things on like club layouts where the roofs mm-hmm. are peeling up and stuff like that. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, if you're using glue, sometimes you got to really be careful 
because it, you, you got it's if it's not on evenly, you're going to have corners and edges and everything else. But with a with a peel and stick, man, it's it's a it's a no brainer. <laughs> now you cut those with a laser. Yep. And they are um, are they a, they're a paper type of uh, shingle. Yep, okay. they're just paper with an adhesive backing. Gotcha. Okay, I didn't know if, if you guys had done any woodcut stuff in the past for shingles or or not. Yeah, we do have. Um, I see. There's the 3D engraved shingles. Yeah, and that's where we take an image and engrave it onto the wood, so it, it looks. You know, if you're gonna have like a like a roof on top of your building, I would go with paper. But the, if it's on the side, then I use the wood ones. Like, okay, oh, that's market. Yeah, like the fish market that you like had paper shingles on yeah. top, but it had the 3D shingles on the side. Okay. Oh wow. Sweet. Now, you know, it's, you got, and on top of that, you also have flashing. Yeah. Nobody, I know. I've not found anywhere. Yeah. No. Yeah. You got copper flashing, lead flashing, aluminum and tin. Wow. We got tired of like folding over the shingles. (laughs) (laughs) But then you look around and you actually see it being used in real buildings. So I was like, oh, let's sell that. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Now, um, flashing is, is, is definitely for me the roof caps but I mean yeah. there are some houses or buildings that you look at you just can't use the copper you just I literally especially on the three tabs I cut one tiny tab I use my scissors to fold it over to make that crease and I put it on the roof cap one by one yeah right. and I watch cartoons <laughs> <laughs> so that's when that's when she takes over for the roof uh, yeah I can tell. I, uh, Wait, I mean, I'm working on CAD files for the next kit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Now, um, one of the things I want to mention here is, um, you know, we're going to talk about it uh, here. Well, we talked about it here at the beginning of the show before you guys came on. But we're um, uh, we have a upcoming. We're having a, a live build on our Facebook. Um, we're building a kit uh, that's been designed by uh, Casey's Workshop. And they're doing a live. We're doing a live build. Uh, a lot tomorrow night uh, or the night the day this comes out, we will have a list up for all of the people out there to to actually buy the tools and things. Because uh, some of this is going to be there's going to be a lot of first timers uh, with their with their kits doing this week to week with us. Um, and a lot of the tools that are going to be on that list that will be published on our on our Facebook and on our website uh, the, tonight when it comes out, um, which Friday night. Um, are are on are on the website here at Best Castings or BestTrains dot uh, com. So go to BestTrains dot coms and go to their tools. You guys sell a lot of the tools, the clamps and well, things like that. The nice, commonly used stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. the show, sometimes we have a few other things, but we're not like focusing on tools because we do kits. But right, right. Like the well, reason I sell Exacto Nice is because I kept losing them. So I got tired of buying it, so I finally called the company, and they're like, we only sell the stores. And I'm like, well, what if I buy as much as a store? So rather than buying a couple replacement exacto knives, I bought 144 of them. Oh, my word. <laughs> so so there you have it, people. There's a there's a site. You can go there. You can kill two birds with one stone. You can order yourself a kit, some castings, and then get the tools you need to do our live build because yeah, it's got a lot of tools we sell. I would say the micro scissors are probably the most important ones if you're going to do shingling. Oh, yeah. Sweet. 
And I do not have a pair of micro scissors. I'm going to have to go look them up. I use barber shears. I have these little metal barber shears I picked up, <laughs> and they're, they're really sharp, and uh, they're actually amazing. But I'm going to have to look for the micro shears. I, um, I, I'm, I'm jealous of the – and this is not a new tool at all, but the pounce wheels that my dad have and you have on your site because I have to actually – I don't have a pounce wheel, so I have to hand punch <laughs> – Every uh, single nail hole in all of my kits, and it is the thing that I dread the most. It's well, probably more accuracy in the way you do it, but if you're trying to build a bunch of models at once, it's easier just to roll it. Yeah, or if you have a big, side. like if you're working on a big kit, a lot of walls, yeah. it's just, <laughs> you just want to cry that night. You're like, I've been putting <laughs> these nail holes off forever, and now I gotta, I, like, I gotta get, I use an awl. And I just and that's there. like some of the some of the stuff we've gone through over the years. Like when I first started doing kits, I was like, I want my display to look as good as possible. And I literally I would do hand lay track, you know, for all my displays to bring to shows. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, I was like, nobody cares about the track. I'm trying to sell the building, right? Because <laughs> somebody would come up and go, "Wow, your track looks really good." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm not selling not track." Do- <laughs> yeah, so. Don't look at the track. I'm looking at my buildings. Yeah. Yeah. So I started going to flex track and make the try and make sure the focus is on the building. Yeah. yeah. And and in reality, once you once you put some scenery and stuff in ballast around the track or whatever you're doing, it it it's good enough anyway. So, uh, it, it, you know, unless unless someone is really looking for hand laid track, that they're going to focus on the building anyways. The yeah. The flex track could be hidden. Now, uh, when you when you go. You, how many shows you, you do you do, do you attend each year? I mean, uh, I saw you typically at the do about three. We do the Springfield Mass Show. Mm-hmm. We do the Narrow Gauge Show, although we're we're not attending this year's because we couldn't get electricity. Right. Um, and then <laughs> the, the Model Railroad Expo or Fine Scale Expo or whatever they're calling it. Right. And that's it. Yeah. And, and we still haven't heard where that's going to be at next year, but um, or this year. But uh, it's uh, I will definitely be seeing you guys there. Uh, we could not make Springfield uh, this this year. We had a family thing. Um, we will not be able to make that, and um, it's uh, but it's a shame because I was kind of looking forward to doing Springfield. But I need the listeners here to know that when you go to the show, when you come to the expo, or you go to Springfield, and you look up uh, Best Trains and go to their booth, it is a wall of all of the things we talked about <laughs> it is a, a virtual wall with all the hooks and i got are, are they hooked on there i guess they're hooked on there yeah well yeah they're all uh i have them pre-set up so that i can just open them up and yep there they hang much easier and set she, up and, and you tell her what she what you're looking for and she finds it boom like that because i yeah. saw her refilling it <laughs> refilling it refilling it and um, it's it's every casting, it, pretty much every casting that's in that book is on that wall, and oh, yeah, uh, everything. It's impressive, and you know, and for for fine scale detailers, you will find yourself standing there going, ah, I want one of every one of them, you know. <laughs> and um, in a candy shop. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then of course the same. Then right next to it is another wall. Just full of all of the roofing materials that we just talked about. So you know, it's uh, definitely uh, uh, quite a display. You got to go there. You got to stop by and visit and say hi to Brian and Jill. They're wonderful people. You made uh, you were some of the friendliest people 
that, that I saw at the show, that, you know, and I felt very at ease talking with you just as we did tonight. Thank so. you. Thanks. We well, enjoyed I, seeing you guys, or, you know, definitely <laughs> your wife was amazing. I loved her. <laughs> I'll try and get the letter you know that. Uh, stuff we're working on, like you talked about freelance stuff or whatever. We're working on uh, a display for the Massachusetts State Police Academy mm -hmm. uh, Museum. So it's it's not a train thing, but it's you know it's buildings. Oh yeah, trying to build yeah. a model of the police academy from 1964 or something like that. Oh sweet. So now, <laughs> what in the future? Do you have anything? What's any future plans that you that you're or something you're working on? Um, nothing really <laughs> huge. I mean, I'm not, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. Nothing there, Brian. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the truth is, we we just don't have anything right now. And, until I know that Jeff is set up and running, yeah. I'm honestly trying to be polite about <laughs> you know not yep. not competing with somebody I just sold some of my kit line to. <laughs> right, right. So anyhow, we um we uh we we. Thank you for being here on the show tonight, and I think we covered a lot of ground. Yes, and um, definitely we're so happy to have you with us tonight. And uh, um, you know, it was, and I can't wait to see you at the expo, wherever that's going to be. And um, uh, so, do you ever get up to Springfield? We, we were, like I said, we were planning on going. Um, Lisa had a, a yeah. Well, you know. Well, if you can make it, it's totally worth the trip. Yeah, we are definitely going. We're not going to be able to make it this year, and next year we we plan on definitely being there. We oh. planned on it up until December to be there this year. So, yeah, but, just um, a, we had a yeah. a couple family uh, yeah family emergencies yeah. come up, and we just won't be able to make it up yep. for this family year. Family first. So, but uh, but don't. Yeah, so, anyways, uh, thank you very much for being on and being a guest. Yeah. And uh, and you have a great time at Springfield, and I'll be jealous about that. And. Um, and we, you know, uh, we look I, forward to seeing you at the expo. I will meet you guys at the expo this year for the first time, so I'm excited. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, I, I think I met you at the first one I was at, but I'll I'll officially meet you guys as uh, our HSGL <laughs> Customs podcast. So, okay. so the first time we met, we were kind of just uh, milling around, trying to look for uh, some 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 new ideas. So I'm excited to get to this year's expo. We're uh, not going to miss it anymore. We're going to be there, set up. Yeah, the whole works. I'm excited to get up there for this year's expo and uh, actually be there. So right. it'll be a good time. And I, like I said, we wish we could come to Springfield, but things happen and just yep. didn't yep. wasn't in the cards this year. So, well, thank you all, and you have a good evening. And 